Hello and welcome to the Being and Becoming podcast. My name is Logan Hauer. We took a little bit of time off, but I'm joined by my two regular friends and conversation partners, Patrick Dyer and Austin Stone. And um, guys, I thought we'd just kind of start off, maybe shoot the breeze a little bit for this episode and just wanted to check in with you guys over the last couple months since we've been off and just kind of let everyone know, all two people know what we've been up to and <laughs> what are you guys working on? What's exciting you? You kick it off, Austin. Oh, just chilling, being a regular friend here. But um, before the podcast, uh, we were talking about just some things we've been enjoying. And Patrick brought up one of his favorite stories of all time, Attack on Titan. So this is an anime TV series that is, you said it's gone on for 10 years. And you said it ended last week? Last weekend. Which we had talked about previously on a separate episode so maybe we could get an update pat on kind of some of your thoughts on it now that it's concluded to both of you and all listeners i highly recommend the second greatest story of all time start to finish if you haven't read the manga don't just watch it it'll be better this is the story is so captivating there's so many spiritual elements there's so many Oh, I could just go. I could just go on and on and on. Keep in mind, it's based in World War II, from World War II, so that will help with thematic events. Uh, so, a bunch of character development and plot twists. What else do you feel tons, like makes up that story? Tons. Um, let's see here. Like you said, the plot development is unbelievable. Character development, plot twists. Um. Hmm. I mean, I could just go on and on and on. One of my favorite parts is definitely the main character. Well, one of the main characters, his character development and the wonder as to how and why he is in the way he became he is. And that's that's one of my favorite parts. I don't want to spoil anything for you guys because I, I want to say something so bad, but I can't, just in case you guys end up seeing it. I have watched the first episode and I I think I would be interested in watching more of it, so I'm kind of glad you're not saying anything, but yeah, I think um, I guess I can hop into this. I just had ACL surgery. I tore my ACL and meniscus while we are on our break, so needless to say, I have a lot of time on my hands while I recover from the surgery and I'm just trying to rest right now. I'm pretty bedridden, so I need a good show. This is the one. It's about (laughs) freedom and what what humans will do to get it. Mm, Whoa. And you'll find a lot of irony and just splendor. It's phenomenal. I can't stop talking about it. A five out of five star review from Pat. And yeah, that's for sure. That's I think, sure. I'm not sure if you want to go into this too, Pat, but you do have uh, some job news, right? I think since the last time we would have left off. Well, I'm, I'm still in the ICU, but there's something really interesting um, I thought would be worth mentioning. It was cool because usually we don't really see how well our patients progress after they've been on our floor for a little while and after they leave but we had this really sad event last may happen we had this 18 year old 
um, kid just got a full ride scholarship to play football uh, right after his high school graduation, got in a car wreck. And I saw I work on the trauma ICU. And so he ended up on our floor and I was his nurse for only two days of his stay Two of probably like his seven or eight weeks. He was on our floor before they transferred him to another facility. Uh, but I wasn't getting almost any reflexes of any kind from him he had a tracheostomy so he had a ventilator going into this tube in his throat um i didn't have any pupil reaction from him um just no no nothing so he wasn't really there very much and we got a video message from him yesterday at at work of him like barely putting together the words thank you but Whoa. somewhere along the lines he woke up and he's coming back he's still mostly paralyzed but it was just phenomenal to see what the body can recover from to see that these efforts that we put in are not in vain and that was that's just wonderful wonderful dude that's awesome so did it kind of feel a little bit like moving heaven and earth to keep him alive just with all of the support that his body needed in that moment? I, I suppose so. Granted, the the things I was doing were, when I was his nurse, they were more just keep him stable type things. So I remember he had a very high heart rate. Um, they were afraid that he may start developing seizures. Um I think Wells. Um, they were definitely concerned that he wasn't having any neurological activity, minus potential seizures. But as yeah, so that's scary. So I, I didn't really do much. I just made sure he was okay. These that those things didn't progress. That his heart rate stayed down. Hopefully, and that um, the ventilator kept on working and kept him comfortable. Kept his temperature down. If I thought he was in pain, give him pain meds, stuff like that. So, but it's amazing. Journey. You need time when you have a traumatic experience like that. Uh, it takes time. The, one of the major issues I remember when the wreck happened, I wasn't his nurse immediately, um, but he broke his um, cerv parts of his cervical spine. And so that's why he was paralyzed from there down for a while. Um, it's amazing like, to me that they can fix some of that like once he is paralyzed or is that is that going to be like set that way i don't know i really hope and i think he may be okay eventually wow i don't know what his trajectory is going to be for now i can only imagine it's going to be years of of hard work but we'll see I'm not I'm not sure. I hope I hope there's a way that I can find out cuz uh usually I've had we've had plenty of patients on our floor with horrible experiences that we've all taken very hard care for and then we never really find out how they're doing afterwards. So this was just really nice cuz that was how long ago was May about 5 months ago, 6 months ago. So You got that video message. Wow. Yeah. 6 months later, so awesome. I mean Good nurses like you, I feel like, are the unsung heroes, especially after my experience with 
just getting the surgery and even before the surgery, going to all the physical therapy, different doctors and stuff. I mean, when you find someone like you, that's really caring about other people and wants to see them succeed and do well, it's, I mean, it's really encouraging to hear. And um, I was telling you guys, and we don't have to go into it a ton right now, but I did not have the best experience with my post-op nurse. Everything else uh, was pretty good, but I didn't have a good experience at the end, like leaving the facility um, after my surgery. So it, I have a newfound appreciation for people like you, Patrick, and, and your team that are, you know, invested in these people. And even months after they leave, like you still care about them. You want to see how they're doing and they're, you know, sending you these little progress notes too. I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. We appreciate that for sure. Anytime we can add more of a human touch in the systems or, or just our daily routines, I think is very worthwhile. Absolutely. So Pat, I, as frustrating as the healthcare system is, it sounds like it is still meaningful work for you and you find moments where, um, you know, you're grateful for the impact that you're able to make. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Not all the time. A lot of the meaning gets taken out from how things are run, but mm -hmm. sometimes it's good. Yeah. So while Patrick is caring for serious physical injuries, I'm in the war zone of a junior high classroom <laughs> yeah. um, uh, these days. And I, I just kind of wanted to relate some of that to my story, uh, to my experience at this moment, because um, I'm a first year junior high English teacher, and it's a lot to keep my head above water. Um, and I just had this really encouraging moment. Um, turns out that the principal of the school I'm teaching at is my mom, and she was doing an observation for one of my classes. Um, so she asked some questions and I answered some questions about it. And then she came in and observed. Um, it was in not a super easy class of mine, pretty energetic seventh graders. And in my head during the whole observation, I just, I was not doing well. I thought I was doing terrible. I just every, just so much damage control, like trying to do an activity, but then so many comments and questions and my mom saw it as me being a great teacher, answering all the problems. But in my head, I was self-doubting. I had so much self-doubt because she was in the room. Um, my inner voice was kind of screaming at me. So it was so great to get through that and sit down with her a week later. And she was like, just like, what a great, encouraging review. <laughs> like, I have always wow. kind of felt like these past couple months that I've been behind, that I have not been on top of my stuff, but that observation her feedback made me feel like i'm actually on top of the work i'm doing um awesome. it's just so easy to be your your own worst critic yeah and i mean to patrick's or the comment i made to patrick earlier you care so very deeply about what it is you're doing yeah. and i love to see you in this role in this capacity right now because i do think it it's growing you and challenging you but also you have a lot of good skills like you're so patient and a crazy class of seventh graders needs patience to, yeah, to stay good. on track, to get the lesson. And I would be intimidated too, if a very great teacher, all three of us have had your mom as a teacher, Austin, and she is phenomenal. 
So I, I think it's completely reasonable for you to have a little nerves or whatnot if she's sitting in on a class, especially, I mean, and then there's the added fact she's your mom too and, and whatnot, but um, shout out Mrs. Stone. Uh, she's yeah. listening to the podcast. So. Oh yeah. Go Mrs. Stone. <laughs> Dang, you know what? Yesterday I made cookies and I literally thought about your co- dad's cookies, Austin. Oh. Man, I can Glad you some like, background here. This is I could put down like three right now. Some, okay, some legendary. So my dad makes pancakes the size of watermelons, and he makes cookies the size of pancakes. Um, and the way he makes them is he takes almond bark. Which I don't know why I call they call it almond bark, but it's just like big chunks of chocolate you could get from like Walmart, and he just packs that stuff up into big chunks, throw it into these huge cookies, and they are so oh, beautiful can make a moan, grown man cry. Should we be bleeping this out though? His secret recipes kind of getting tossed out into the oh, I, he's <laughs> such a giving person, I don't I imagine know. him. Dang, I remember I'm just I remember this one time, I can't remember which year it was, but we're down in your basement, Austin. I know there's cookies up top. I kept going back and forth, back and forth, grabbing cookies. <laughs> and then by the time I was at like the fifth one, I was like, I don't know if I should. <laughs> Which I is a big deal because Patrick, he cannot. Yeah. How do I say it? Well, he here's, it down. here's, here's yeah, a story stop. to help explain the point is when we were in high school. Oh, gosh. When we had finished eating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there would be one or two of our classmates that were, you know, sitting in our area that maybe wouldn't have finished their food. Patrick was always the first person to say, you going to eat that? You going to finish <laughs> that? Dan, yeah. Dan's mom was feeding Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Dang, that's so funny. Good times, man. Oh, my gosh. Dang. Yeah, my it. dad's the kind of guy where he'll just keep offering you food until you absolutely say no because uh, you have to turn your plate upside down for real yeah oh okay <laughs> hmm. so freaking good yeah i know uh so speaking of good food too you know we've moved to fort wayne recently i i don't remember if we had announced that on the podcast officially but my wife peyton and i moved up to fort wayne to be closer to her family and I work downtown at a great insurance brokerage company that I've grown to love over the last few months. And I found there's so many good spots to eat in Fort Wayne. So whenever you guys are up here, like, I really want to take you guys out and kind of show you the downtown. And Oh, heck, heck yeah. yeah. And if you're listening to, to our show, if you're one of the faithful few uh, listeners still tuning in, I would highly recommend just go to Fort Wayne to visit. It's It's a fun little spot. I don't think it's too expensive. It's everything seems relatively affordable, but we got some good food up here. I can't remember for the life of me where it's at in Indiana. Is it the northeast corner? It is. It's northeast. Oh, it's wow. close to the Ohio border, but it's also close to the Michigan border. Okay. So, so you could really be to either place in about thirty minutes or so. Okay. Oh, yeah. somehow I don't know how I remembered that. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good little location. I like it. I think one of long our history, term. Oh, sorry. One of our history teachers, Mr. Johnson, is from Fort Wayne. Was he really? I don't think I, knew I didn't that. know that. 
Yeah, I knew he went either. to college in Indiana, I'm pretty sure, right? Like, uh, shoot, he played football at, like, Defiance or something. Or maybe Defiance. Yeah, I don't even know that. So it was one of those. Uh, Mr. Johnson, maybe reach out to us. if uh, We're definitely getting some information wrong on this. Or um, I am getting some information <laughs> wrong. But um, needless to say, yeah, it's, it's a good spot. I think long-term we want to end up in Michigan. Or I would like to end up in Michigan, I should say. But... Uh, Fort Wayne's been a nice little, nice little stop on the journey. So, Dude, speaking of long term, wow. Wonder if looking back, if this will come true. So, my brother and sister, Ian and Grace, live together down in Naples, Florida. They're begging me to come join them. Yeah, I probably Sounds will. Like- probably will one day, even though I'm more of a cold weather person, but. Evidently, my mom and dad are planning to move down there now, too. And Really? In two or less years, yeah. So I was like, what the frick? I'm not staying in Texas. You, I will not stay in this forsaken place. Gosh. <laughs> oh, there it is. It's yeah, not a podcast we, without that. That's we, true. It's not, it's we not went almost 20 minutes without a, a dig on <laughs> Texas. It's not, it's, not, it's not official if I'm not mentioning my hatred towards this place. But maybe it'll burn down when I leave or something. I don't know. But... <laughs> Well, it seems like that would be a good change, though, for for you and the family's already going to be there. I feel like that makes it an easier sell. It, yeah, I would. If my parents were down there right now, I'd probably start heading down there right now. But anyway, I may end up there in two years. We'll see. Exciting. It's weird. We got a lot cooking up over these last couple of months. Well, at least stuff in the works, it seems like. There's another thing about where they live in Naples. So the first oh. time I went down there to visit, um, and this is the very southwest corner of Florida, uh, there's just Ohio license plates everywhere. And huh. most of them say Cincinnati, wow. Mason, Westchester. And you're, I was like, yo, what the heck? And then there's multiple Fifth Third Banks down there. And then there's even Skyline Chili down there. No, wow. there's not. Yeah, there is. Dead serious. No way. Yeah, I'm dead serious. That's how wow. many people from Cincinnati, Ohio, but also Cincinnati have literally made it down to Naples. Could they Close be snowbirds, though? You know, have the second home down there. They're, they're living there for a couple months out of the year or something. Probably. It's a very wealthy area for sure, which is nice. All the more reason I'm going to need to get a Corvette soon. But, oh boy <laughs> i think we, we we talked about that briefly one episode is that still something that's in the works it's in the works in like five to ten years from now i make like 50 cents so like, nice. i got a lot of i got a lot of uh a saving to do in my family it's an inside joke if someone brings something up often enough we say bingo um <laughs> so certain comments that's or things funny. usually my dad says like We'll just throw a bingo out, and uh, a Corvette is definitely a bingo for Patrick. Well, I think and hating ep- Texas. This episode is riddled with bingos because we we have the hating the Texas, we have the Corvette, we have the maybe that's it. Am I mostly? It's else? just my my nihilism. Oh, the nihilism coming out <laughs> brought it back full circle. <laughs> Pat had mentioned his favorite story, and I. I'm reading Dune by Frank Herbert right now. Uh, so maybe that's something um, I could just bring up and talk about what makes a good story. And maybe I asked Logan what 
um, you're reading or doing since you're down and out nowadays. Yeah, yeah, that sounds fun. Okay, so Pat, um, when you mentioned Attack on Titan, it reminds reminded me of a story that I've been enjoying. I opened up Dune by Frank Herbert, um, which is a, the movie came out in twenty one with Timothy Dalame. Is that how you say his name? Not sure. Actor. Okay. Anyway. Um I it's just been a fun story to read because I've been needing a break from nonfiction and the flow is so engaging, but it's also got quite a bit of philosophy. Um has a lot of connections to it's kind of some social commentary going on too, because it's a desert planet and there's like a really prized um resource that comes from that planet and it's a uh, very desert-y so it's reminiscent of like the middle east and oil um and there's there's some catholic christian references there's some uh islamic references and it's like way into the future so they have like they call it the orange catholic bible it's like really cool to see just the philosophy that's tied into the story um and i've really been enjoying that have you ever had interest in that, Pat? Or are you familiar with Dune? I'm not, actually. Mm-mm. Okay. Our comic book friend, Dakota, uh, he was talking to Logan and I about it about a year ago. Oh. Yeah, and those books are long, man. I, that's the one thing I do remember about that. I'm like, ooh, that's, it feels like a big uh, commitment because they're like close to a thousand. They're like the Harry Potter books, I feel like, or maybe Jeez, a thousand pages. 800 yeah holy dang yeah so i'm reading i was gifted a book by my good friend nate urban who also came to visit me with some of our other friends um this past week and he gave me a book uh, i think it's called ender game or ender's game Mm -hmm. and i'm about 100 pages in i just started that a couple days ago but it's an interesting psychological kind of futuristic you know military society kind of book and Mm -hmm. uh yeah i'm not done with it yet but it's a really fascinating read it's i think more targeted for like high school students probably but yeah i would based on what i've read so far i'd probably recommend it to to our audience or whatnot if they're looking for kind of like a quick fun but thought-provoking kind of read and then Aliyah got me a book and I, I forget the name of it. I've read a, a chapter of it, um, but I will have to bring that up on our next conversation. Oh, my mom, my mom just had a round of applause for Shelley Howard, everyone. Uh, it's called Liturgy of the Ordinary by Tish Harrison Warren. That's a good title. So that's, Aaliyah got me that for some reading. I've read a chapter of that, just came today. The day we're recording this, so, so yeah, that's thoughtful. Her. Well, hey, I think uh, it was good just kind of touching base and catching up a little bit, guys. I'm excited to get into this next season, if you will, of the podcast. I think, you know, I hope we have a lot of good conversations, a lot more guests, and um, yeah, I think unless you guys had any, did you have any closing notes or thoughts? It's great to be with you three again. Absolutely. I second that. Amen. All right, everyone. Until next time. Peace.